I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. BYU travels to Virginia today to take on a searching Liberty University. He's going to go in. Right side touchdown. It's a 31-yard catch and run. It's a game the Cougars desperately need to win. The team won't quit and they won't stop believing in each other. This is KSL Special Extended Pre-Game Coverage. Sponsored by UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Baimonte on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio. Happy game day, Cougar Nation. It is a big, big game. I didn't think we'd be saying that because it's BYU and Liberty, but because of recent events, this game has taken on some serious magnitude for the BYU football season. I'm Mitch Harper, joined as always by Matt Biamonte. We host Cougar Sports Saturday every Saturday from noon to 3 here on KSL News Radio. You can check us out on kslsports.com and our podcast feed. Matt, this is a different feeling with this BYU football team than a couple weeks ago. Uh, but still, uh, can this team bounce back? That's a big question today heading into this Liberty game. Huge question. It, it feels like it was a lifetime ago that we were down in Vegas <laughs> and there were still uh, an 11-win possibility. And now you look at the game today against Liberty, and in my opinion, Mitch, this game could ultimately de- define what the season is in terms of it being a success or a failure. If you lose a Liberty, you're 4-4. Four and four. I don't care if you went out with how much talent you had returning. It's a failure. It's a it's a disappointing year. So this this game, look, Liberty is 6-1. and one. They're a good football team. They're very good defensively. Offensively, they do some things well that will challenge BYU. But this is – BYU is more talented, Mitch. They should win this game. But – have they made enough changes during the week after an abysmal defensive performance against Arkansas? Have they done enough to to make up for those shortcomings against Notre Dame and Arkansas? We'll find out because we, we don't know. We, we, we hear a lot about, oh, changes are happening. We're going we're gonna to fix things. Well, we don't know what those are. We're going to find out tonight uh, against Liberty. So it, it's going to be very, very interesting uh, but this game is this game is huge because you can still have a 10 win season. There's no 
crazy hard games left on the schedule, Mitch. But if you lose this one, then you could lose to Boise. You could lose to Stanford. So this is a big game, Mitch. Kickoff is at 1.30 p.m., and uh, you'll be able to hear the call right here on KSL 102.7 FM, 1160 AM, the news radio app. Also, kslsports.com. You can stream it now. That's brand new on our website, kslsports.com. There's a streaming tab, and you'll see BYU versus Liberty. So a uh, quick note on that. So uh, a lot of different ways to listen to today's ballgame. The television broadcast will be on ESPNU. You note the changes to the defensive side because last week, Matt, 644 yards given up to Arkansas. Brutal. To me, that was bottoming out, and that felt like when we were leaving the field and you were right alongside Elisa Tuiaki, and you kind of got an that was That's two weeks in a row. That yes. happened to me in Notre Dame, and it happened to me in Arkansas. I'm like, how can I shake this guy? <laughs> well, you feel for him because it's it's a tough spot, but totally. at the same time, it's a business, and uh, business is not getting done for, for Elias Tuiaki and his defense. Is Ed Lamb involved? Is Kalani Sataki involved? Again, I don't think anyone really knows the roles. Heck, Kalani Sataki himself this week, he wants to clearly identify the roles. Uh, you know, I thought it was noteworthy, too, that this week I thought the, the media, local media, pressed Kalani, and I thought it was warranted. And I was part of that, too, asking the questions. It, it, not that it's like, oh, interrogate the man, but this is a team, Matt, that is experienced. Uh, you know, it's it's not one of those things where this coaching staff's in year two, year three. This is an experienced group on both the offense and defensive sides and special teams, and they're completely underachieving. I think the offense is... is Obviously, last week I thought they played very well, uh, but still moments of, of underachieving this season. Not and, good enough. Though. Right, not not good enough. And this whole team has been underwhelming uh, for a group that really should be a, a lot better than what they're showing. But the defense has been a mess. And uh, last week, you know, and what's noteworthy about the defense too, Matt, in my opinion, is that every single week it feels like it's a completely new defense. I mean, the, the joke of drop eight, I don't even see drop eight anymore. It's just every single week, it's something radically different. And hopefully the differences this week are actually positive changes and put playmakers in places to make plays. Because last week, it was a mess. They had spies and nothing was working. And KJ Jefferson and Arkansas were just straight dealing. If Kalani Satake is the one taking over this week, as many believe he might be, well, we got to see some, uh, uh, you know, this defense play a lot better because if this doesn't work, then what will? They're 94th in in the NCAA in terms of ranking and total defense. 94th. This is a group that brought back so much returning talent. Earlier in the week, I was watching the highlights from BYU and Liberty in 2019. It's like half the defense on this year's team played in that game. All the linebackers were there. There were cornerbacks in that game. So the thing that I want to see the most, Mitch – is can BYU identify 12, 13, 14 of their best players and play them the majority of the football game? I don't want to see another viral clip where they're subbing 11 players onto the field before third down, and then they don't know what's happening, and it results in a quick third down conversion. Like, find out who the best 12 are. I don't want to see 25 28 guys playing on defense find the best 12 11 13 and let them play until they're tired and they need a break but that's how good defenses play mitch they don't i i I get the idea of 
we want to keep guys fresh, yada, yada, yada. You know, the great defenses. Think about that 2012 BYU defense. Were they playing 28 guys? No. no. They played the same 11 all game long, and it worked. That's something that I want to see today is keep the best players on the field for longer. Can we keep key players on the field on third down? Let's not take Tyler Batty off the field on third down. Let's not take Keenan Peely and Max Tooley off the field on third down. Keep the best guys on the field. I like that take because imagine 2006, take off Brian Keel, take off Cameron Jensen. No, they're, they're not leaving the field. Back in 84, don't, no, you're okay. taking out Kirk, Kirk Guvea, Kyle Morrell. No, you're, you're leaving those guys in. They're playing every snap. And uh, there's no identity with this defense. And I'll tell you, Matt, I, I thought that if there was a spot to have staff changes in terms of dismissing coaches, I thought coming out of last week that opportunity was there because I thought it was would have been warranted to entertain that conversation. Kalani it, it did not make any changes as far as firings go, but it was the type of performance last week w- which was a fireable offense. And if he's not if if Lysatuiaki is not fired, uh, there has to probably be a demotion uh, down the road because the negativity for this Cougar fan base towards this defense is is palpable. I mean, this fan base, rightfully so, they're not happy with the product. And when you look long-term and you think, is that going to work in the Big 12? And I think that's where the concern lies, too, is that, you know, Power 5 versus Power 5, which BYU is now, the product has not been good for this BYU defense. Games like today and games like, you know, ECU next week and Utah Tech, they'll probably skew the numbers because BYU just naturally has better talent and it probably should play out like Wyoming and Utah State games. But down the road, long term, I don't want to sit in a situation, Matt, where you and I are in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and we see Oklahoma State put up a 55-piece, and you go, this happened last October. That's where the concern lies. And you hope that, okay, if Kalani Sataki is going to make these changes, whatever they end up being, if it's a demotion, if it's title changes, whatever, you hope that it works. And if it's the same coaches, uh, you know, because, because Kalani is making a message here, that it's not necessarily the coaches. It's the personnel kind of indirectly. And so we'll see. I, I think it's very interesting because it, it feels like with these games, with the logos on these helmets, with Liberty, you lose this game, and it, if the defense plays bad, how do you move forward? I, I, don't, I don't know. It feels like they're kind of, I don't want to say do or die, but it feels like these are, these are some potential games that could put jobs in jeopardy if this defense goes sideways again. It's a do-or-die game, Mitch, yeah. because if you lose, the season's a failure. Just too much talent, too much returning experience. It's a failure. Expectations were higher than losing four games. You win this game, there's some easy games coming up. You can get back on track. So it's uh, it's a monumental game. It's one that I think we always thought this was going to be a tricky game, but little did we know at the start of the year this would become a pivotal game in terms of how is this – their season going to play out. So we have more to go on extended pregame coverage. UCCU offers home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. UCCU, love where you bank. Much more to go here on extended pregame coverage. Mitch Harper, Matt Bayamonte, getting you ready for a pivotal game. The Flames and the Cougars coming up in a few hours. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish 
changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.